Well, it's uh, September 13th, 2021, Monday night. Week one is in the books. I am Buck. To my right is Pooks, and to his right is Philly Philly. How are we feeling, boys? Week one. You know, we could feel a little bit better. A win always goes great, but we saw some promising things out of our rookie quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, although there's also some some bad go with the good. I think uh, overall, there's definitely still some hope. Eagles flying high over here, top of the division, number one, Cowgirls, Washington, and the Giants all took L, so we can't be happier. Before we even get into anything, I think I owe it to you guys still a little apology. I made you spend $100 at a Packer game. Great game. And uh, mm. they got shit stomped, just to put it, in a, to put it lightly. Uh, I don't think I could go to a Packer game ever again. I can't ever look at Rodgers the same. You know, when I thought we were going to go see a high-scoring contest, I didn't realize it all be coming from the Saints side. And I also didn't realize when we were kind of doing a little parlay this week, we had three of our teams in the parlay. Of course, my Jags lost first, and I kept getting shit all day from this guy over here, Big Buck. But then the Packers actually ended up getting stomped worse. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get him next week. Uh, should we get into it, boys? We got, we got some news to cover. Let's hear it. Big week one. We got some injuries, notable injuries. Raheem Mostert. We got Ryan Fitzpatrick. We got Jerry Judy. To a lesser extent, we got uh, Makai Becton. Uh, let's start with the Mostert news. Mostert's going to IR. Uh, he's got an injury to his knee. He's going to be on IR for eight weeks at a minimum. Uh, what do we think of this means? Uh, all I've heard for uh, the past four weeks is this uh, Trey Sermon guy. Hyping him up. All I've heard. And uh, it's been a change of tone in the past couple days. These two guys over here have just been talking about this Elijah Mitchell all of a sudden. They're off the Sermon train? Are we done? Are we dropping them? No, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think Trey Sermon wasn't a, a big special teams player, so that's kind of why he was left off, and they thought Mostert was going to be the primary ball carrier. Obviously, you know, if they knew what was going to happen to Mostert, they would have kept Sermon as active. That being said, I think uh, Elijah Mitchell is definitely going to be a clear, clearly I think at the top of the waiver wire pickups for this week. You want to have that guy. I still think Trey Sermon's going to be valuable. He's obviously he's going to get his carries with, with Mostert gone, and he'll have a chance to probably take over that backfield if Elijah's not performing. And we're going to talk about some of these boys later in the waiver wire ads, uh, so we can just you know kind of glance over it with uh, Mitchell. So Jared Judy going down, it opens up the, uh, some spots for some, or some receptions for Tim Patrick. Um, definitely Sutton. Sutton, Sutton KJ Hamler. Um, so we'll talk about some of those guys later. Uh, we got Ryan Fitzpatrick going down. The old man, he fell down. Uh, he pressed the, the little button around his neck. Help me, I'm on. I can't get up. My hip hurts. A life alert? He got well, a life alert on the life field? life alert. He broke a hip. Not a broken hip, but he's going to be on IR for a while. We've got... Don't sleep on Heine. we got Heineke in there. Don't sleep on Mr. Heine. Mm-hmm. He looked uh Looked decent. a little sharp. He, he's dual threat. You got to worry about him running the ball. You never know. Old Heineken ketchup. He might have a... Just what you need to deliver the sauce. We'll see. I'm lowering expectations for all, uh, I think, all uh, offensive players on that team. For me, I don't know for everyone, maybe some uptick in receptions for the tight end, maybe some dump-offs to the running back, but wait to be seen how, how this affects McLaurin. Yeah, I think McLaurin obviously takes a, takes a step down. Uh, I'm not I'm – I think Gibson does to an extent as well. I still think they're going to use him a lot. He's still going to get a lot of rushes behind that other line. He's going to get more dump-offs. 
I think he'll he's probably about where you drafted him, but I think McLaurin's gonna take the biggest hit. Obviously, you boys didn't see that catch he had this weekend. Pretty wild catch on the sideline. I think everyone check that out. Might be the, uh, the catch of week one. Last thing on our list here, we got we got Mackay back in. I don't really need to harp on the Jets. They, I mean, you're not really playing most of their players. Corey Davis still in play. The running game is already, you know, it's, they're still fucking atrocious. Poor Zach jo- or Zach Wilson. If you were thinking about, you know, rostering a Jets running back, uh, maybe think again. That's that's my thought. Corey Davis, that's the only one to have, and he, he showed out week one. So I think he's still a play. I think they'll be down in most of the game, so they're coming from behind. Corey Davis, just keep riding him out. Jump on the the, the bandwagon. <laughs> all right, I got a list of games here I want to talk about. Um, just all the games. I got some notes. If you want to skip the game, just tell me fuck that game. We'll skip it, all right? So let's um, – we're going to go ahead. We're going to kick off. We're going to start with, with the Bears at Rams. Oh, Stafford. Stafford is out there slinging the ball. He's 30, got his best friend. 34-14. Bears mm-hmm. lost. Uh, if you weren't watching, Fields came in for a handful of snaps. I don't know if there's really much to talk about here. Uh, I think the biggest thing is uh, we could talk about is the uptick uh, for these Rams pass catchers. We saw both Robert Woods and Cooper Cup have very productive nights. Obviously, the touchdowns went in the way of Cooper Cup. Uh, little known fact, we heard from the announcers last night, apparently Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford have breakfast together every morning. They spend every waking hour together. Wish I would have known that going into draft season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Um, Montgomery looked good. He looked sharp. He's getting a lot of carries. Mm. Uh, he got injured there for a little bit. They had Damian Williams come in. Um, Montgomery was back out there. Anything else, Philly? Is Sony is Sony irrelevant? Sony was nowhere to be found. One carry. Looks right? like Daryl Henderson or Henderson is the guy to be. I don't know. Henderson we, looked good. We, I think Henderson looked really good. Is Sony droppable? He's not droppable. He only played three snaps. I think it was one carry. I would not you're not dropping him yet because you definitely paid up for him. Might be learning the playbook a little bit. You might be learning the playbook. I'd say you know give it another week. You know the Rams like to rotate backs. We've seen this before. Hold on to it for now. In the event that you have a very good bench and you know you're looking at some of these week one studs, I think in that scenario you can drop Michelle. If you don't have a better guy to pick up though, then I think you can probably leave it alone. I think the only other player I really want to talk about here um, is Tyler Higby. He's looking like he could be a start every week. He played 52 snaps. The other tight end, Munt, played uh, 15. Um, I, I think Higby could be you know, good going forward every week. If you don't have him, maybe try to trade for him. If you do have him, you know, you got a late-round steal. I liked what I saw. I got Higby in a couple leagues late. thought he could be, uh, could be a good guy to have with, uh, with Stafford behind, behind center. And, you know, he, he had a pretty productive game, so uh, I have no complaints about having Higby, putting him in your starting lineup week in, week out. Unless you have a better guy to play. Five catches for 68 yards is nothing to laugh at. It, you know, you're talking about tight ends. so. Exactly. There's a lot of mouths feed feed over there, so be concerned. Let's talk about the next game on uh, my list is the, is the Packers-Saints game. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got absolutely worked. They didn't come to play. Someone texted me, why aren't they playing Aaron Rodgers? Um, like, whatever. Don't rub it in my face. <laughs> Rodgers was out there. He looked terrible. Um I think some key takeaways early. I mean, Winston looked great. He's probably on the waivers. I think he's, what, uh, 26% owned in ESPN leagues, so you can go pick him up if you don't have him. The Packers players, if you have someone in your league who's panicking, I mean, it's time to buy low. I think you can buy any of those players. I mean, if you've got someone in your league who's selling Aaron Jones, buy him. Someone's selling Devontae Adams, buy him. Someone's selling Rodgers, if you're a desperate quarterback, you can buy him. 
Yeah, I, I kind of harped on this last week with the departure of Latavius Murray. Said, you know, Tony Jones Jr. was the second back to have in New Orleans. And, you know, 11 attempts in the, uh, on the ground, one through the air. That's not so bad, you know. 5.8 fantasy points if you're doing half PPR. But, you know, you think a touchdown goes his way, maybe he breaks a good run. He could be a, he could be a, a good guy to flex on a week-in and week-out basis if you're looking for a little help there at running back. Um but yeah, so 38-3 for the Saints. You know, they really didn't have much much to go against with these Packers. They seem to have them contained pretty much all game. Um, other than that, you know, Kamara is always going to be a, a must start. Philly Philly, you got yeah, that? Yeah, great call, Pooks. You did call it with the backup running back. <laughs> I, I was not <laughs> expected to see that many touches from him. Um, I would say it was a fluke performance on the Packers' side. Anyone on their offense, like Buck said, buy low. Um, if you have them on your team, don't panic. Week two, week week three, they have Detroit next week, so I'm expecting Rodgers to come out and sling the rock. Tanyan, Adams, they'll all come back next week and uh, be where you projected them to be. All right, next game we got here, we're gonna talk about. We got the sorry, the Broncos and the Giants. Um, the Broncos won 27 to 13. Wasn't necessarily a close game. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a whole lot to talk about here. For me, Melvin Gordon is just like the definition of a sell-high candidate. Uh, He's splitting carries the entire time with uh, the rookie, uh, Javante. Javante actually outsnapped him 34-32. Most of his point, most of um, Gordon's points came on one large carry, broke one for about 75. Mm -hmm. Not much to see here from this game. If you have any of these players, you probably are doing rough either way. You don't get to play the Giants every week, so I'd sell high on Gordon. Yeah, uh, you might have a sneaky pickup in uh, Tim Patrick. You might have a sneaky pickup in KJ Hamler. I'm probably still not going to play either of them. You still got two glove Teddy back there. Yeah, don't don't expect that every week. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to the next game. We got Browns versus Kansas City. What a what a game, boys! I thought the Browns were going to do it to them. Uh, The Chiefs won 33-29. It was a late game. Uh, sorry, like a, just a late game miracle from from Mahomes. He even came out at the end of the game and he said, uh, "Fuck it, Hill's down there somewhere." Might as well chuck the ball. We'll see. We'll see if he picks up. <laughs> hey, you know, not a bad guy when you got Tyreek on the other end here. I thought it was interesting to see. You know, both just like last season, both these Browns running backs were both very productive during the game. Uh, so uh, those guys are both going to be starters every week. You know, obviously we're going to have a preference over Chubb to Kareem Hunt just because he is. The, the 1A to that 1A, 1B combination. Uh, but, again, very productive. Clyde was disappointing. Clyde Clyde, Clyde is another guy. I would be worried if you have Clyde in your league. It was a poor performance from him. It doesn't seem like they're using him much in the offense. So I would be concerned if you have him. If there's someone in your league that's hype on KC and you think you could uh, sell high, I would, I would kind of consider getting rid of that guy early. Because for, for me, I was thinking buy low. He, he might have a Chiefs fan or you know, somebody on the team who's got who's got Clyde, and they're thinking, well, you know, you're selling him for pennies on the dollar. You know, give him something cheap for him. I don't know. It can go either way. He's still going to get production, and the biggest question is going to be touchdowns. Touchdowns we saw he was really bad at last year. If he can get some you know positive regression there, well, you'd be happy with him. I would have liked to have seen him a little bit more involved in week one, though. I'd say don't sell him for less than you deserve. Just like, uh, what is that, Morgan and Morgan? Don't sell for less than you deserve. But if you can get a good price on them, put them out there. Our next game here, we've got um, 
It's the Dolphins and Patriots. Just cap it up for the Dolphins. Fins up. Fins up. They take it, for they the take boys. The, they take the dub. 17-16. You know, for me, this game, uh, big, big noise here is, I mean, Damon Harris, he's a full-blown, he could be running back one. 100 yards. You got three targets, two receptions. I mean, this guy, he's, he's legit. Does he, does, he, does he feel the slump of fumbling on the last drive to basically set up the Patriots for a field goal to win it? I think there might be a little downgrade once you're uh, fumbling on the, the game-winning the drive. Damon Harris on the Patriots. To fumble for the, the Dolphins, I think he meant. For the Dolphins, sorry. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe Belichick comes out and says, you know, you got to learn a lesson here. But they don't have much behind them. they got a rookie. Ramondre. Uh, Ramondre oh, didn't get any work. He got what, one carry? Five snaps. Five snaps, one one attempt at it. So I think Ramondre, you, you can probably drop him. But, yeah, Damian Harris. If there's any coach that's known for benching a player for uh, fumbling or discipline uh, actions, it's Belichick. So I would just keep that on the radar. Philly, Philly, I know you're high on Miles Gaskin. What do you think? How do you do? Gaskin, he, he definitely got the volume that you want. There was a couple goal line snags. Uh, Tua took a little play action from him and uh, took one in on a, on a QB sneak. And then there was another goal line play that they faked the play action and threw a little wide receiver out route uh, for a TD. So definitely if he would have had those carries, got in the end zone, could have been a big week for him. But plenty of catches, plenty of uh, carries. So I am uh, still high on Gaskin. All right, after that, we got we got Vikings, Bengals. Bengals win an OT, kick a field goal to win it all, 27-24. What do we think? I mean, it was a crazy game. Kyle Mixon, running back one, he, he fucking killed it. Talk about good vibes to, or bad vibes to good vibes, am I right? I mean, these Bengals, everyone was shitting on them before the beginning of the season. They kept saying, Joe Burrow, he's not looking so good this year. Bengals offense can't, offense can't get it together. They came in week one, and they gave it to a good team in the Vikings. You know, they went in and they beat them. I think that's impressive. And if you got if you you Joe Mixon troopers have been out there for a couple of years, this might be your year to cash in. He looked pretty good this week, so we'll see. Dalvin still got his. I think he got what like uh he got like 19 points and then maybe ended up fumbling but back down to 17. Unfortunate, but that, that is still what you want to see out of your RB1 getting around 20 points game. So nothing to complain about 59, there. Uh, 59 snaps to back up Amir Abdullah's nine. As I uh, as I said last week, it looks like uh, Jamar Chase. He found the the white laces <laughs> on the ball, and he was able to reel in a nice 50-yard uh, touchdown as well as uh, several catches. So it's looking good, over 100 yards. First wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, do that for, uh, for a couple of years. So... Uh, still high on Jamar, and uh, looks like he found those those damn damn laces. I don't know if the this rookie receiving they got their first catch for a touchdown, and they have to do the they have to they have to gritty in the end zone. For, you know, Justin Jefferson last year, and now we got Jamar Chase doing it this year. I want to see a new dance. Hmm. I'm sick of the gritty. It's kind of it's getting played out. TikTok's taking over. <laughs> I don't know if that's a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little Philly Philly doesn't know shit. All right, let's get to the next Bucks game. Bucks the big TikToker. We got, yeah, follow me on TikTok, the fantasy football experts. Sweet. <laughs> All right, the Chargers at um, Redskins, Washington football team, whatever the hell you want to call them. It's a good game. It's 20 to 16. Fitzpatrick goes out. Uh, we see the Chargers take it home. Maybe the bad luck's turning around for them. I don't, I don't know. No, the scoreboard didn't say it all. It was poor performance from the football team. Chargers pretty much had it all the time, but they couldn't get that ball in the end zone. Took a lot of field goals, 
Herbert looked a little sloppy. Eckler wasn't too uh, too pretty himself. And I think it was kind of a poor performance on both sides. I wouldn't be high on either of these teams. I'm I'm high on Mike Williams. I'm pretty sure I said it last week, but he's got a legit quarterback now. Uh, what do you have? It was like eight for eighty and a TD. I mean, he was looking good out there. Um, the stats might be a little bit off, but it was it was. Close. I mean, he's looking really good. Did have the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Keenan looked good. I, I there's a guy we're gonna talk about later in the waiver ads. You know, you might have heard of him, Jared Cook. He's, he's old, been in the league for a long time. He's definitely playable. He got you some receptions. I'm a little nervous about this Washington offense, like I said with Heineke. I mean, I talked last week about Deami Brown. I don't know if I'm going to pick up a rookie with this uh, with Heineke at quarterback. I will say there was uh, some concern about you know Austin Eckler getting some of that goal line work uh, throughout the offseason. and he took one in from what three five yards out on this in this uh, most recent game. So I think that uh, that's kind of a nod in your favor if you're an Eckler manager, maybe not to worry about that so much. Don't uh, don't let someone get him off you for cheap. When the when the offense takes a step forward, Eckler should do the same as well. All right, let's go to the next game here. Philly, I'll let you talk about it. We got Philadelphia Eagles versus Atlanta Falcons. Is another shit stopping. Thirty two six thirty two to six. Eagles win. Great game from the boys. Philly boys stand up. Uh, Jalen played great. Um, offensive line, they had hella screen plays. The wide receivers are quick. Um, I'd say a couple guys that stand out. Goddard. Goddard is a guy to watch out in fantasy. He had the bulk of the catches out of the ten, uh, tight end slot. Ertz was kind of non-existent. And uh, Gainwell. Gainwell is a guy to watch out for in the backfield. He's also, uh, they'll play him in the slot wide receiver. He's kind of a dual threat. Um, young guy, rookie. So um, curious to see how they use him over the next couple weeks how it kind of eats into Sanders touchdowns. I know he stole one of him from him on about the nine, eight or nine yard line. So it'll be interesting to see that backfield where the touches go, where the kind of screens kind of backfield. Touches, I want to just reps. say one thing you were talking there for a quick second about, about uh, Dallas Goddard. I mean, Ertz went down. He's got he got injured. He got injured. I think I mean got it. This could be this could be a breakout for him if if Hertz really is down and that's it for him. It it could be good. Um, let's talk about the other side. Kyle Pitts. I mean he saw eight targets. He didn't have a super productive game, but he's he's seeing the targets. I think that's really all that matters. Um, and what do you guys think about Kyle Pitts? I think uh, if you're seeing eight targets a game as a tight end and that continues, I don't know how you don't pick this guy up if you already have him. He has to have already been drafted, but I don't know how you don't have at least a little more confidence in him seeing that. I will say, we were all uh, a little hyped on Russell Gage last week in the podcast. <laughs> Turns out he didn't do so well this week, so <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe, uh, maybe not uh, not hold your breath on that one. I don't know if I'm dropping him just yet. As, as Pook says quite often, this could be the, the, what, the lowest his value will ever be. I usually say this could be the highest his value will ever be. In this in this case, uh, this may be the lowest. Uh, so don't uh, you know, don't overreact to it. But at the same time, maybe hold on for one more game. And if you don't see anything next week, I think at that point you can maybe move on. I'm not sold on the eight targets from Pitts. It was kind of a, a lackluster uh, performance from him. Even the targets he did get look like they were kind of second or third options for Matt Ryan. Doesn't look like he's very. Very high usage on that team. Kind of looks like a 
Kind of relevant player. I don't know. Kind of looked a little sloppy. He wasn't making catches that were right there on on him. So we'll see. Uh, I'm not sold on the Pitts hype. And uh, as a Mike Davis owner, are you a little nervous about Cordero? I, I definitely am. I definitely am. Mike Davis still got the carries. He still got the touches. I still think he's going to be the um, get the bulk of those carries. But Cordell, he looked good. He looked good. He probably averaged five or six yards per carry. And, and they once they saw that, uh, they were giving him the ball. So I think he will definitely eat into Mike Mike Davis's carries for yeah, sure. I agree with that. Uh, I unfortunately also want Mike Davis, and I'm not too happy about it. All right, this next game, honestly a surprise. Maybe we're hyping up the Bills too much. Maybe we're maybe they maybe we're not hyping up the Steelers too much. I don't know. That defense is nasty. Steelers Bills. Steelers win twenty three to sixteen. Josh looked okay. The the Steelers defense looked phenomenal. Um, the Steelers receivers, I mean, they're they're all right there. It's kind of hard to separate them. We're not really sure who's gonna be the best one yet. What do we think, boys? I think I think the biggest takeaway is the Steelers defense is doing it again this year. Yep. You know, they were a phenomenal unit last year, uh, and I guess it's no surprise to see that they carried over from what they did last year. I will say about the Bills. They're not a, a team that, that really is dominant in the running game. So if Josh Allen's not performing, the teams they're not moving on offense. So I, I think, what was it, last year, we saw where teams started to figure out Lamar Jackson. Maybe these teams are starting to figure out Josh Allen a little bit too, and we're starting to see that. I think it's definitely something to take a peek at going forward. But, uh, you know, you don't play the Steelers every week, so definitely, definitely keep an eye out for next week. Josh said in his press conference he was uh, trying to do a little too much. I think he was kind of uh, buying his own hype in the offseason a little too much and was just trying to do uh, kind of take the big play and not take the easy play underneath, and he'll kind of learn and figure it out. And like Pook said, the Steelers' defense, Mike Tomlin does it year in and year out. He finds a defense, he gets these boys together, and they perform defensive touchdowns on defensive touchdowns year in and year out. That was the difference maker in this game. Block punt for a touchdown when it's thirteen to ten. That's a that's a game changer. So I think the Bills will come back next week and and they'll be the Bills of the past of last year. But yeah, some, poor some, performance. Some other quick notes on this one. I mean, I I've been telling telling people to stay the hell away from Deontay Johnson. I was wrong. I mean, he's getting ten targets, five catches. He, he looked he looked good out there. I'm sorry for that. If you listen to me, I mean, he's doing good. Juju looked good. Even Chase caught a couple. Few, Caught a couple. He looked good on the Bills side. Surprisingly, Emmanuel Sanders actually played the most snaps. Um, Stephon Diggs got his 13 targets, nine receptions. Uh, Gabriel Davis caught a touchdown. I wouldn't overreact to it. He only played 44 snaps. I'm probably not gonna pick him up. I'm actually gonna try to look look to pick up Emmanuel. Um, the backfield in Buffalo is still hella confusing. If you're looking for tight ends, uh, don't look at either of the two teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steel, Steelers pass catchers. I feel like those could end up being a headache all year. Seems to me like Claypool, like he is the big-bodied guy, he's going to be the big playmaker. Juju's going to be kind of uh, almost mm, Juju and Deontay got, got a similar role, I guess. They're they're getting similar yards per catch during this one. I think Deontay's going to be the number one target as far as that goes. He, and he was this past game got what ten targets, five receptions, and then um, Juju's still going to obviously get his. But I think Claypool is going to be the guy that you want for the big playability. All right, next game we got to talk about here. We got Seahawks uh, at India. Sorry, Seahawks Colts. Um, Seahawks win this one, twenty-eight to sixteen. 
Lockett looked good. Metcalf caught a touchdown. Um, JT looked okay running. He got, he got a lot of receptions. I think we downplayed that. I mean, he, well, he caught six for 60. I mean, that's that alone is worth its weight in gold. Um, Scared Wentz out there. <laughs> Wentz did not look good, I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm not sure if there's really much more to talk about. I mean, the Colts receivers, we're still not really hype on any of them at this point. Uh, Pascal caught two touchdowns. I mean, Naheem, we, Naheem Hines. We right? were worried not about Naheem. We mm-hmm. said he was going to eat into Taylor's carries. He did get six catches, nine carries. We we were right. Yeah, JT I mean, with only 17 carries, not much. Well, he got a little work out of the backfield, but it'll be interesting. If he was the workhorse, it would be a different ball field. That, that man would be a top three running back in the league. Yeah, I mean... It, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, JT did more catching the ball than, than Hines did, even if Hines is taking a couple catches away. I, right. I, I, mean, I don't know if I If you combine the numbers, that's those yeah. are McCaffrey numbers. Yeah, exactly. No, he's not going to be McCaffrey-esque with Hines there, that's for sure. If you're taking 10, 15 touches away from a running back, I mean, that's that's substantial. It really is. Yeah. And I'm no longer a Max Ruther. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> no carries for the man, Mac. Bucks prodigy. <laughs> no, there's no reason to roster Mac. I don't think you can. League. You can drop Mac. And what about Carson? Carson's still getting the bulk. They're not giving much to Penny. Penny's injured actually, so Penny is. Uh, they're talking about him going on IR again. Okay. Uh, I think it was another knee injury. Uh, they're talking about today. There's still news out there. I think it's kind of up in the air. He's definitely sitting a week. Um, so you, Chris Carson's still the guy. Not worried about his backups. Let's move on to our next game here. Cardinals at Titans. It's 38 to 13. I think that box score makes it look closer than it was, even though it doesn't look very close because the Cardinals were just killing them. Wasn't a close game. Kyler, I mean, he's on his way to be QB, QB number one overall, I think. He looked phenomenal. He looked like a Madden cheat code, spinning, running. He couldn't be tackled. Hopkins was every, it was the guy you drafted. I mean, Hopkins looks crazy out there. The backfield is what we expected, 50-50. Mm-hmm. Another guys we were concerned about having the backup. That's kind of a – could be an RB1 on some teams, kind of eating into the carries. But I, I don't know if I'm sold on the, the Kyler hype. Everyone Everyone's talking MVP, Super Bowl. It's just week one. He did have four TDs. He did – Kirk, Kirk and Hopkins five, are great, are great, great, great players. I think Kirk, Kirk's a sell high, stay away from buying, don't buy the hype, and uh, Hopkins is uh, buy low if you can. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, Kyler Murray is just a fantasy cheat code, just the way he is. Like, take away the, like the amount of touchdowns that he does, the way he can run the ball, the way he can scramble and make plays, the way he does. You're going to play him week in, week out. You know that. You drafted him to be that. So here's a little nod in your favor to know that you did the right thing here. Uh, Christian Kirk, like Chelsea, I think is going to be a sell high. Obviously, like if you believe in the talent and you believe that you know the, all the production is going to be between these two guys, between Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins, stay with, stay with Kirk because he could be pretty valuable. But if you can get a good price for him, I'd say go for it. Yeah, and the Titans side, I'm going to say buy, buy low on everyone. Buy low on AJ, buy low on Julio, buy low on Henry. Not, not inter- Henry. Interesting like offense, though. It will be interesting to see how the workload. Can Tannehill support two number one wide receivers while still feeding the rock? It will be interesting. This was a poor performance. Five sacks for Chandler Jones. 
five sacks. On pace for, uh, what, 85 sacks in a season? Maybe, maybe <laughs> say something about the offensive line in Tennessee, I think is what Chell's saying. Maybe uh, maybe a little little something to, to say in the future. for Or, or is Arizona defense the real deal? Because that coming into the season, there was no offense more hype than the Tennessee offense. And they looked porous. They did. Um, I think let's move on to the next game. Uh, this might be a skip for me, but... Talk about it briefly if you want. Jets versus Panthers. There's not much to talk about besides CMC is still the guy. McCaffrey's great. You're playing Robbie Anderson. You're playing DJ Moore. Um, you're playing Corey Davis. Playing Corey Davis. I, you're not playing anyone in the backfield for the Jets. I mean, I think that's it, boys. Yeah. Jets have passed. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's go to the. Uh, sorry, poop. Let's go to let's go to let's go to Jaguars at Texans. Uh, we got 37-21. What are we thinking? You know, kind of like what I had said uh, last week, we saw with Chanel, he's the gadget guy. He got some touches that are manufactured. You would have liked to have seen a touchdown, but still 10 fantasy points. That's not going to hurt you on a weekend, week-out basis. So nothing to, to turn your nose up at that. Uh, I was surprised to see DJ Chark kind of get mm, the targets that he was getting. He got a lot of high-value targets. And he actually ended up catching a touchdown pass. Uh, I thought... Going into it, he obviously was, had injury issues in the offseason. I thought Marvin Jones was really going to step into that role, and he did. He did have some touches. He did have some, some good plays. I just was surprised to see Chark's involvement. Uh, I was really surprised to see how well the Texans played. Uh, they definitely came in not thinking anything that uh, these guys have been saying about them, thinking that they were going to be a bad team. And Tyrod, as they say, uh, he came in to play, uh, you know, and – Brandon Cooks, he torched us. I hate to say it. He really seven did, though. Reception, seven targets, five receptions, 132 yards. Cooks is a receiver one. I mean, you got to pick up Cooks. If Cooks is if Cook is any sort of availability in your league, which he shouldn't be, you got to pick him up. Uh, and if anyone's doing a sell high on him, I think it's probably worth buying him. Maybe don't pay him too is that, much. Is that the product of the Houston offense or the product of the Jaguars defense? Well, there's a lot of back defenses in the NFL. And, you know, if you can put on that sort of day against the Jags defense, you can probably still have at least, you know, serviceable fantasy production against other ones. I mean, the Texans are first in that division. If that says anything about that division, they're going to play all those teams twice. I'm not sold on the Trevor hype, though. Those two picks were, were ugly. Three. Three picks. But the two two of them were definitely his fault. Oh, bad, no. bad true. throws. That's true. Uh, number one pick, Pook saying the uh, hypest player since Andrew Luck coming out of the draft. I don't know if we're seeing that out of out of him week one. You know, rookies going to do this kind of thing where they you know play like rookies, and it happens. But there was a lot of good to take away as well. Uh, three touchdowns to go with those three picks, and now what, three hundred passing yards, something like that. You know, I think uh, I think there's a lot of good. There's definitely some bad, and hopefully we can get rid of the bad and build on the good. Yeah, I think this is more of a, a hope for the Jaguars, not less hope for fantasy because you know, we all yeah. we want to see Trevor do good. Come, who, come who had more fantasy points this week, Aaron Rodgers or Trevor Lawrence? I think uh, by that would be, 16 points. I think it'd be Trevor Lawrence by 16 points. Coming into the week, uh, <laughs> there was no one. ESPN and uh, analysts were all saying there was no worse wash, roster than the Houston Texans, <laughs> and they put on a performance. Well, I think we, I think we need to briefly mention it. Mark Ingram is probably available in most leagues. If if he is in yours, go take a look. He's worth an ad. Absolutely. I pick up Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram absolutely killed it out there. 26 carries. If you're, I don't care who you play for. If you're getting 26 carries as a running back, they need to be rostered. 
Yeah, I mean, at least roster him, maybe not playing right away. He could definitely fill in for you. And, you know, if you got a bye week or you got some injuries. Um, all right, the next game we got here 49ers versus Lions. 41 33. Scoreboard makes it look way closer than it was because it wasn't that close. Um, some big surprises for me Debo Samuel, I mean, he, he killed it. He absolutely destroyed him. 12 targets, 9 receptions, 189 yards, and a TD. He looked good. TJ Hawkinson, he's a tight end one. He's, he's, he's part of that big three, if you ask me now. He can put up there. 10 targets, 8 receptions, 97 yards, and a TD. Uh, Trey Lance came in, threw a touchdown. I think Goff looked serviceable. Um, As we heard earlier, Mostert out for at least 8 weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how this backfield plays out. I know there's some Trey Sermon hype. We Mitchell had a great week last week, over 100 yards rushing and a TD. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see over the next couple weeks. I know Hasty had a TD. Hasty, Michael's back. He, he stuck Jamichael. one in there, so he could be another guy steal some TDs from there. So um, we know this is a, a run offense. I think Debo is a little fluke week. Caught that that one long touchdown where. Uh, the Lions defense just look like peewee football players out there trying yeah, to tackle. 100 yards before that, just just so we're aware. And I did, I did definitely double his box score, but he's still looking good. I'm not gonna. I mean, we can't take that away from him. And just one real quick on Brand Ayuk. I know you fantasy managers who played him. You guys are like me. Zero points does not get it done, and that is a bummer. But uh, no one saw it coming. But Ayuk was kind of injured for the last, you know what four, five, six weeks of uh, of the offseason. And I think he just wasn't as integrated in the offensive offense as Kyle Shanahan would have liked him to be. I'm not going to say go ahead and drop him. Put him on your bench. Wait till you see a little something. Uh, and, you know, I, w- I would just do that. Put him on your bench. Wait till you see something. If, if he still doesn't perform for a couple weeks, then, yeah, sure, go ahead and, and drop him. But I think for right now, he's a wait and see. So you're not worried about Trent? Because Trent had more snaps than him. I mean, that's when I look at him like, I don't even know who this guy is. I'm not worried about that, just in the sense that I really wasn't integrated for the for the second half of the offseason. He really wasn't playing at all. Uh, he, in last last year, what, he was getting 18 points a game for the last, what, eight games of the season? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a player that can do it. He's done it before. So I think hold on to him. Don't put him on your waiver wire just yet. Yeah, and, and on the Lions side, we've got Swift, we've got Williams. I think they played how we thought they would. Swift did better. Williams looked very good as well. I, they might both be playable every week. I mean, against the 49ers defense, that was they're they're pretty good. So we can see where it goes. I mean, if, if Williams is the one that scores, he ends up with more points. Uh, I don't. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, Andre Swift. I'm surprised how well he did. I think the Lions will be down most games, so both those running backs will definitely get hella touches out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's we know how we, we know how Goff loves the screenplay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I think you could pick up Tyrell Williams just briefly. I mean, from the Lions side, there's not a lot of. I mean, maybe if you want to throw a dart. Um, and we're gonna talk about it right now. So we're in, we're going we're gonna move on to waivers, ads, waivers, drops. Um, we actually talked about most of the guys that we dropped in these games. So we're gonna just do the ads. Uh, at quarterback, I've got Terod Taylor and Jameis Winston. Terod is owned in four percent of leagues. Jameis Winston in twenty six. I mean, who? You, I'm, 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 I'm targeting Winston first. Uh, those two guys, if you need him, you have to. Yeah, if you're in a two quarterback league, a super flex league, I mean, Terod is phenomenal for that. Winston's phenomenal for that. Definitely snag him if you can. Uh, at running back, we got we talked about Elijah. Um, only owned in two percent of leagues. I wanted to mention Cordero Patterson. Only owned in three percent of leagues. What do you guys think? Absolutely. 
I think interesting I think play, definitely interesting play. And if an injury happens, he's obviously going to yep. be the guy to get the ball there. Mm-hmm. Worst case, he's a great handcuff. Yeah, I, I think you could throw a dart at him. Uh, wide receivers, we got Zach Pascal on a two point five percent of leagues. Wentz does this every year. He finds a guy and he's just going to pepper him with targets. I said it last week. He has his guy, and this might be the guy. So I would definitely, if he's on waivers, uh, put a couple dollars in there, or definitely put him near top of your list. I think there's a couple other running backs to snag before him, but he's up there. Uh, talk about, we talked about Christian Kirk briefly. Three, 3.6% of leagues he's uh, owned in, so he's widely available. I don't think AJ Green's the guy. It's, it's no. Christian Kirk. Uh, I think Green's probably uh, back to fantasy irrelevancy if he wasn't beforehand. Uh, just a tight end. I think uh, a guy worth, worth mentioning here, Adam Troutman from the Saints. He played the vast majority of snaps. And I know that, you know, Juwan Johnson, he got the two big plays, the two touchdowns. That was also on two targets and two receptions. So, you know, maybe maybe this guy comes in and he makes a name for himself. Maybe he built, you know, carves out a bigger role. It's something to keep an eye on. But Trappin played, what, 55 snaps for the, uh, for the Saints? Yeah, the, you get, the majority of snaps. Yeah, he played the vast majority of snaps. And, you know, Jameis Winston's not going to have 148 passing yards every single game. He's going to have a whole lot more than that. So, you know, those passing yards, yeah, they're going to go to his boys, but they're also going to get split up, and Trappin's going to get some of his. I'm on the other end of that. I like Juwan Johnson. I've seen what Jared Cook did in that system. I mean, you weren't getting yards. You were getting two catches for two touchdowns. Juwan Johnson looks every bit the piece for that. Um, he's only owned in 1.3%. I mean, both these guys are probably available in your leagues. Throw a dart if you need a tight end. Uh, I just want to go back to my wide receivers really quickly. Um, there's uh, We talked about Hamler. We talked about Tim Patrick. Uh, I think they're both guys you want to grab with Jerry Judy going down. Some other notable just like dart throws if you've got a spot available. Um, you got Deontay Harris from the Saints. It looks like Marcus Callaway might not be the guy that could have been um, because he had Jair Alexander covering for most of the game. Another uh, mention here, Gabe Davis. I know we said it might not be him. It might be Emmanuel. I think you could maybe target either of them. They're probably both available. Uh, some other tight ends. I talked about Jared Cook. He's available. Uh, he's only he's only uh, rostered in 23% of leagues, so he's widely available. He looked good. We got Dalton Schultz, only owned in 1.2% of leagues. Uh, the Cowboys throw the ball. I think you could take either of them. Anyone else you want to talk about, Philly Philly? I think you guys covered it. Yeah. I think there's not much available. I think there weren't as many big names as uh, Josh Jacobs is limping off the field right now. Um, there weren't big names going going off this season but or this week. But uh, I think there's a couple guys, like you mentioned, that might be some sleepers to find. But uh, we'll see. I think week two, week three, you can't, you can't get over hype on week one. You can't be that guy that's dropping players that you bought high. In the draft, just because they had a bad week one, you definitely have to uh, be just be a little calm, be patient. Week two and week three. After week three is when you can start panicking on some of these players, but uh, stay relaxed and uh, enjoy yeah. enjoy it. I agree. And if someone is panicking, take advantage because those are the, those are the people you want. I mean, if it's worth it, you could buy real low on some boys. Um, and we are, we are watching this game live. Josh Jacobs should just limp off the field a little bit. Peyton Barber's in there. He's the third string. Maybe snag him. If you got Kenyon Drake, lucky you. Boys, that's it. Week one's in a wrap. Uh, and uh, for the Fantasy Joes, I'm Buck. We got Philly Philly. And Pookie can play us out.